Welcome to How to Mama Without Drama. I'm your host, Nellie Westby, and today is titled The Three Things Most Needed to Prepare Your Child. I chose this episode today as a follow-up from last week's episode. Dr. Phil McGraw consistently says that the change starts with us as parents, and I couldn't agree more. We all want to give our kids what we didn't have, but he warns us, don't ruin them. Three things that you need to do to prepare them and not spoil them, he says, are mastery over the world, power of giving, and overcoming disappointments. So I want to expound on these three today. The first one, your child needs to experience mastery over the world. If I do A, I get B. This is critical as they need to see that they have the ability to make things happen. Psychological researchers have found mastery as the drive to achieve and improve upon one's skill until a standard of excellence is achieved through repetition and practice, despite the absence of physical rewards. This means it does not help for us to give a prize for every single thing a child accomplishes. So an example of this would be, we live in a day and age where everything is an instant or focusing again on the child's emotion. And so I had worked with a parent at my school who was a public school teacher for 15 years. She used to volunteer at my school periodically for different parties we had. And she was sharing with me, she said, you know, Nellie, I've been teaching for 15 years, third grade. And I've seen such a decline in the past couple of years in my classroom when it comes, you know, time to any kind of free play. So if the children complete their tasks, I like to put board games out and different activities they could do together. But it turns out to be a meltdown and a blowout. And I said, why? And she said, every time they start playing the game and if a child begins to lose, the child either again melts down or can't handle it, ends up throwing the pieces She said, because children now are so accustomed to playing games on their iPads or on their phones that when they start losing, they just simply restart the game. So they never learn to follow through with the task and to accept defeat. Same thing as giving prizes for every single thing. We had parents at the school that their children got to go to the store every day at the end of the day if they had a good day at school. Listen, there's nothing wrong with rewarding your children. I love nothing more than blessing my kids, but we have to be careful that we're not teaching them to give up on tasks and that the natural reward is feeling good about themselves. So most children will want to give up on tasks when they become difficult. They want to quit and blame the difficulty on the things they cannot control or change. However, truly remarkable people figure out how to get over this obstacle and continue to succeed. Our job as parents is to work with our children and help them develop strategies to overcome difficult times and progress to the next level of the task. The next one is the power of giving. This is a big one because we're living in a day and age where a lot of parenting philosophies are focused on only understanding the child's emotions, as we shared in last week's episode. This does not teach them empathy for others. Giving together as a family can help strengthen bonds and forge stronger relationships while imparting generosity and empathy. These are experiences that your children will keep with them forever. Donating money to a cause your child cares about can make a big impression as they gain understanding about the reach of giving and they can feel good about acting on the generosity. So this is an interesting one to me because I remember as a child, when you're in the Girl Scouts, you would go door to door and you would keep track of your sales. And I remember how excited my friends would get. They would write down their sales on paper and they would have goals that they would set and try to come up together with creative ways that you can make the sales. 
And now parents video their child with a little pouty lip and they put it on social media begging for sales. There's nothing wrong with utilizing social media to promote, you know, if your child is working hard, but your child needs to be the one to go out either door to door or if you don't feel that safe. Um, we have a family in our neighborhood who sets up a table at the entranceway and the children do all of the selling and the parents are there, you know, strictly to observe and make sure they stay safe. But that's the child that I want to buy the cookies from. That child is out there and he's standing or she is standing in the sun and working hard. They're learning how to feel good about acting out what they're doing, you know, and earning on their own rather than just being given. They need to learn the power of giving. Number three, they need to observe what they feel they can recover from. And when disappointment comes that they can bounce back. So I just saw a perfect example of this with another family in my neighborhood. The mother promised the daughter if she got an A on her test, at the end of the week, they were going to go to this new chocolate shop on the other side of town. Well, when she got there, she was very disappointed that day the shop had closed early. The child had a complete meltdown because the mother promised all week she would have the chocolate. And I totally get that. That's the reality, right? Disappointment stinks and you don't want to see your child upset. What I was surprised by is the mom went on social media and asked the parents where the closest candy shop was. She said, I don't care if I have to drive two or three hours, I'm not going to have my daughter upset because if I told her she's going to get the chocolate, then she needs to get the chocolate. And the mom literally drove over an hour away to get the child the chocolate. Now, again, when you make a promise to your child, you absolutely need to keep it. But maybe this would have been a perfect opportunity for that mom to say, listen, I know you were disappointed. And I'm disappointed too, because I wanted to bless you. However, we're going to wait till tomorrow until they open again. So the child needs to learn that there are unforeseen circumstances. So whether it's a candy shop that's closed unexpectedly, a canceled sleepover because of a sick friend, a broken promise due to unforeseen circumstances as such, life is full of disappointments of varying sizes. And although our instinct as a parent is to sweep the disappointment out of the way by offering solutions, we can't always protect our kids from letdowns. So we need to teach our children to work through the difficult feelings caused by disappointing situations. They will build resilience and coping skills, which will empower them to recover from setbacks and problem solve. It helps them to also work independently processing these negative emotions. Disappointments really can be a valuable teaching tool in emotional development. So although these three things are basics that I'm sure you've all heard of, take a moment to reassess what you're doing and how you're doing it. And if you're sending your child any mixed messages, we certainly want to help our children be equipped. And as Dr. Phil says, not to spoil them and to help them to embrace each and every stage, conquering what they can to help them develop emotionally healthy. Thank you so much. Until next time. Uh -huh.